And I said, well, it's a system. I mean, driving a car, you can kill somebody driving a car. That's an amazing system. You get in the car, you turn it on, put the accelerator down and off. You get to 60 in whatever it is, however many seconds. It's an amazing tool, but it's also dangerous. So a gun can be used to protect you. It can be used to harm another human being, kill them. So it's just a tool. The key is how you use it as a person. It comes back to one word which years ago really struck a chord with me. Wayne Dyer really brought this particular word to the surface for me. And that's the power of intention. It's what is the intention behind everything you do? Hello, this is Dr. Rowe, and you're listening to the Growth Tribes podcast with Dr. Rowe and Harms. This is the podcast where two completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to develop and record these podcasts is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine sincere hope, that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have gained at least one insight that you can take away and apply directly into your own life practical tools, voices that come in from both generations, the younger generation with tips and tools and the older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience so that you can help unlock your true potential to give the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial and relationship level and to give you a chance to impact both your lives and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. Welcome to the Growth Tribes podcast. Hello listeners to the Growth Tribes podcast. It's Harms here for another episode and I got Ro with me once again. And the main question we're talking about in today's episode is what is the number one skill to master in 2020? So what is that number one skill to master in 2020? Because if you've been following along, especially episode number 10, we spoke about you know, how to use the power of goal setting in order to achieve what you want. And that's often to go ahead and achieve something tangible. But what we didn't speak about necessarily is sometimes a great way to goal set is to also have a whole bunch of skills that you would like to master, a whole bunch of skills that you would like to acquire. And that's really where we're going to be focusing on today's episode. That number one skill, that number one skill to acquire and master. Because once you master these handful of skills that we'll speak through, and, and namely one in this episode, you will accelerate the process of reaching your goals. And that's a that's a given. Once you master these, that will make sense. So hi, Ro, how are you doing today? I am super good. And I'm really excited about this particular podcast and i know there's reference to 2020 but if you're listening to this at some point in the future and you're winding back over all of our podcasts this can be applied to any year because the subject we're going to talk about today is one of my favorite subjects which i won't say what it is because we're going to get to it in a moment we're going to get to it in a moment so the first question i want to answer is what skills do we recommend people start to master over their lifetime and you know these are not necessarily i want to go acquire this much finances but it's or i want to have an amazing relationship these are the skills which allow you to go pursue those in an accelerated way so i just want to kick off with a few row and then if you just sure. add to the list yeah, so yeah. i think you know number one is communication and this is by no means any order yet but number one is communication i've got on my list number two is critical thinking mm. number three is collaboration the ability to work with people and i think with collaboration that's really changed in today's world because you're not only collaborating with people you know in your office space you're collaborating with people all 
all around the world through the online communication available to us today. And I think the last one I had on my list, Ro, was creativity, that ability to nurture that creativity. And without going too deep into it, I think the school system does sort of limit our creativity. And then many people spend you know, their 20s and 30s and 40s just trying to unlock that again after the school system spent a long time trying to keep us in our creative box. But anyway, yeah, I agree. That's my Actually, you know, that again is a great subject for a future podcast, because I think that's a subject that's way overlooked at a young age, but even as an as an adult age, actually. Can I add to that? Just, I'm just yeah, you've got down a few more, my... a few more. Yeah, skills so I think, think. Uh, yeah, just looking up into my mind, I'm thinking presence would definitely be another one. Being present with another human being is a fundamental flaw, I think, for a lot of people today when they're together. I don't mean it's a, it's a flaw built into their DNA. I think it's a flaw that's evolved over time. Just not being present when you're another human being. Another one for me would be self-reflection, actually. Taking the time to reflect on yourself, your circumstances, what you're doing well in life, what you're not doing so well in life, what you could improve on, who you could have around you. We're so driven by moving forward and progressing and succeeding and, and trying to strive that we often forget to self-reflect. I think that's a really important one. And, and I think another one, a great skill to learn is getting a dietary balance. And I know it's a little bit out there and it might not feel like it fits into this, but part of our life has to be a skill that we develop is how do we manage our own emotional and physical state through what we we're eating, what we're drinking, because we can just plow. And I know I've done this myself. We can plow on and plow on and plow on and push hard in a business or in whatever we're endeavoring, but we're not looking after ourselves. So it's a skill that everybody should be considering as well. I mean, there's a lot, but they would certainly be my sort of top three or four there. Okay, I love that, Ro. And if we was to pick one, and I, I'm going to ask you this question because of <laughs> of all the amazing stuff you've done and all the people you've worked with, if there was one which gave you the most value in mm. the output, your personal output, which one gave you the most value in what whatever way? So value in a general sense, but which one gave you that greatest value? If you was to pick one from that list, what would it be? Oh, this is interesting because you're using the word value. Now, if you've read Turning Point, which I know you have, and those of you that are listening that may have already done this, the book that I wrote, Turning Point in 2011, you'll know that my number one core value is health. So it's looking after my health. But if you're talking about the value that I think is or the skill or the characteristic that I think on a personal level has been one of the most powerful through relationships, through business, through career, through just getting out and, and sharing a message, honestly, it has to be communication more than anything else is communication, without a doubt. You might have heard me use the phrase that I think communication is the new currency, and I really do believe that. I think it's, you know, when you and I exchange on an idea that leads to something that may be become profitable, there's a currency of money there. But it might be that you and I go out and we help somebody on the street by talking to them and they're struggling financially or they're maybe begging for food or money, and we sit, talk to them, and maybe help them, take them to a restaurant, give them some food, whatever. That currency becomes a currency of love. Same thing in relationships. So it's a phenomenal phenomenal and a totally undervalued and overlooked tool, skill, characteristic, quality, whatever you want to label it. I, I totally agree with that, Ro. And then for those listening at home, I already knew that was going to be the answer. Okay, so... <laughs> But now we now go into more of a free flow. So that's that's almost a planning done. But now we know we're going to be focusing on communication and right. and being able to communicate with impact. Yeah. So this is really so if we're answering the main question of the podcast, which is what is the number one skill to master in 2020 or at any stage? If we used to say go ahead and master one skill first, it would be communication and being able to communicate with impact with yourself 
with people around you it's it's a phenomenal tool and pause there for a minute i think you've just basically subtitled or if not brought the subtitle to the top spot on it's communicating with impact because we can fumble along through a communication whereas we could actually have a communication that grabs somebody's attention hooks them gets them interested gets a message across leaves them feeling empowered and you could do that in 20 seconds so it is with impact i think that's something that's severely lacking today is people don't know how to communicate in such a way that it leaves an impression it leaves an imprint it leaves impact on the other human being that they've communicated with and that leads me nicely road to my next point so listeners at home i'm just going to spend probably 30 seconds just explaining to you what road is in his background because many of you listening have seen Roe in action or may not have seen him in action you may have seen where he's known on stage as dr Roe. What does Dr. Rowe do? What is his true speciality? If we used to say, Rowe, you specialize in this, this, and this, I think it's communication being one of your most primary skill roles. So I'm going to take over for about 30 to 45 seconds just to give the listeners an idea of what you've been up to, you know, in the last 30 years of mastering this skill and then being able to teach it to people being able to package it up and teach it to people. So for those listening, you know, this is almost a communications bio for Roe. And I think (laughs) it's important to highlight this because I'm looking forward to hearing this. (laughs) It's important for those listening at home to understand because it's almost like we're going to be saying, go focus on communication. But as a listener, you're saying, okay, but what does, what qualifies Roe and what qualifies you, Harms, to, to talk to us about communication? So let's start with some of the places you featured on. So, Ro, you've spoken on radio on regular occasions. Uh-huh. You've done television interviews, including yeah. the BBC. You have a strong social media presence. So you have an ability which most people wish they had, which is to be able to educate an audience for free through the power of video. Not only that. There's also audio. So you work with podcasts, you work with the ability to just talk to another person just through sound. So it's not even as if you're there. And in that same breath, you've created audio programs, which are hypnosis programs, which are visualization programs, which take people on a journey to help unlock challenges that they may have or take them to a level of aspiration, which is always phenomenal. And I've listened to these. I've seen your social media videos. We've helped process many of them as well. You've also created video series. So those who are Growth Tribes members, you would have seen the reams and reams of amazing high content Growth Tribes video series in the vault. Anything from career transition, life balance, life purpose, time management, and many more. And those are the those are almost the production. That's all the stuff that you've done. But along the way, you've been a public speaker now for 30 years plus to audiences. And it's in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Only you'll really know how many people you've spoken in front of. Mm. And you've actually coached, you know, taking it down a level. You've coached not necessarily down a level in terms of value, because I know some of the stories in the background, but you've coached people one-to-one and one-to-many, which is, you know, almost over a conversation. And even myself, conversations with myself have changed the course or changed the direction of someone's life. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> so that's, that's a complete that's, communication. Um, it's nice that's to your hear that. bio. Yeah, that's your bio. So a, thank you for the great summary. So it's almost having done a bit of research and knowing you myself to see what's Roe been up to. So it's also great for the listeners to understand who's hosting the podcast. And to add to that, I would say something you've done phenomenal in very recently is that you founded and just recently launched your own communications training, which has now taught the first 200 people who saw firsthand the whole system. And it's called Communicating with Impact. So I personally attended this. If you're listening and you're thinking, Harm's telling me more about it. Let me let me flip it on its head and say, actually, 
if I'm talking to you one-on-one, I'll say, you know, one of my biggest misconceptions with communication was this. I thought, and having looked at people in my old workplace and my career, and even in business, that if I was able to be confident Mm -hmm. and speak to people in front of them, like in an audience, or maybe speak to a group of 10 people, that would categorize me as a great communicator. Okay, okay. So that was it for me. I was like, and I was already there, if if I'm being honest, I could speak in front of people. So I thought before I came to the training, my misconception was, well, actually, you know, I'm pretty confident I can speak in front of people. You know, I'm, I can sometimes, you know, control a conversation or be the host of a conversation mm-hmm. with friends, family, I speak to a group of people. I've hosted meetings in my career. I maybe spoke to, you know, about a hundred people in my career as a, you know, like a, a mini lecture sort of thing. So yeah. I thought I had it, you know, what more can Dr. Rowe teach us on this communications <laughs> training? But then as we sat there for three or four days, depending on which training you came on, Well, you unpackaged these 38 components, which when mastered, those were the elements which allowed people to go on to become a public speaker. Mm. Those were the elements and the components which allowed people to go on and to be a great communicator in the workplace, in their network marketing business, in their property Mm. business, in their relationship as well. So that was my big aha moment. And a lot of the people who attended that training, their big aha moment was, holy, there's a lot more Mm. that meets the eye when it comes to communication. If you want to master it, if you see it as a powerful skill, which will change the world around you for people and yourself, then it was like, wow, it's a big aha moment. So that's my summary. So for those listening at home, you've got an idea of where we're coming from with communicating with impact and the power communicating with impact in terms of a training, but also as a philosophy has had on, you know, 200 plus people now, plus all the other people you've interacted with. Ro. So well, I, I mean, just yeah. to add to that quickly, uh, before you ask another question, it, it, it's interesting because over the years, I literally pulled together the components through being a great observer of great speakers, of listening to people around me that I thought were good communicators and just honing in my own skills and, and, and realizing what my strengths were. But then I didn't compartmentalize them. I have the 200 people you refer to is just the people that have come very recently through a formalized training process, which we launched last year. But over the years, there's been hundreds of people that have had in some way, shape or form, me talk to them either one-to-one or in a small group and give them little tips and tools. It was just never, ever brought together in one place. I remember about 15 years ago or so, training up a speaker and I just spewed all over it. I literally just, <laughs> for want of a better word, positively vomited all of this information that was in my head and said, okay, you've got to do that. When you go up, do that. When you, go up, do that. When you come off after your first break, I'll give you some feedback. And he's an amazing person and he's a very dear friend of mine now. But at the time, he just, he literally said to me, I'm overwhelmed. I, I can't process what you've just said to me. I, 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 I can do one or two of these, but not all of them. So what you saw, Harminda, last year was the culmination of all that brought into one place and unpackaged for the first time in history in front of the public. No one had ever seen it like that. And the fact that we've made a decision to continue now teaching that into the future is really exciting for me because each time I teach it, I get better at teaching it. Because remember, the more you teach something, the more skilled you become at it. And that's one of the things we're going to teach people on the next trainings is, you know, you can take these skills and start to use them on a personal level, but also you can use them to improve the people around you as well. It It's hard to explain to some, well, you know it because you've experienced it. Um, you even communicating here, the way you're articulating on this podcast and all the ones we've done together, person I met four, five, six years ago could never have done it so clearly, so succinctly and with such impact. I'm sure you'd vouch for that as well. I would vouch for that. And it helps because one of the things that we cover in that training is a system, a process, a structure to the way you communicate as well. So absolutely, Ro, that's been phenomenal. And I've seen many students who've attended that go on and do fantastic things on social media, within their business. 
doing public speaking themselves, it's fantastic. The value and the result which comes out of mastering this skill is actually endless. It's really based on how far you want to go with your communication skills. Yeah, and and we've talked about it already, but just I guess if you want to try and summarize where it can be used, if you're in a career, massively helps you with the teams around you, with your subordinates, the people that are working for you, if you like, or below you in the structure of the company. I don't like to use that word, but that's often how they refer to it in a company structure, but equally to the people that are above you asking for pay rises when an opportunity arises for people to go and present part of their subject their department to another company most people will step back instead of step forward imagine being able to step up and always be able to do that if you run a business whether it's property whether you're dealing with customers whether you've got partners in your business network marketing is absolutely huge if you're listening to this and you're a marketer i'm telling you this is fundamental it's the core element of what you do you communicate stakeholders shareholders in any business you have to be able to communicate both on paper verbally visually you talked about it now i mean the social media millennials there's so many people out there at your age group that have got amazing tools but cannot communicate it or if they are they're doing it on social media in not a way that's in- it grabbing attention and then you've got relationships high intimate relationships loved ones parents children if you're a parent parenting skills it is so overlooked as a tool we we just take it for granted that we can talk to somebody but talking and communication are two different things altogether I think that's the best way you described it, Ro. There's the misconception is it's like, well, I, well, I can speak, I can speak confidently, yeah. but but being able to talk and just like Ro said, and communicating is massively different. So I mean, we had in that event, we had very senior entrepreneurs, business owners, radio presenters, and essentially, I mean, they they openly said, Rohan, Doctor Ro, we cannot believe you have revealed your intellectual property like this mm. and unpackaged your 38 components to an audience and basically give away all of your secrets so how do you get paid to speak to the public how do you communicate online how do you communicate how do you coach at the level you coach oh my god you've just given us all your secrets what's up with that and 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 if you look at the ticket price you'll be astounded as well so it's a phenomenal phenomenal tool so i think the best place to go well, next well just on that note as well yeah. for me it was important to make it available to people because yes you can go into the corporate world and charge thousands and thousands of pounds for an experience like that but you know me and this is why we're doing this i mean the growth tribes was a concept that you and i evolved together with the whole of the team that you work with b street who are amazing by the way for those of you that are listening and you'll come across them as you as we talk more further and certainly if you come and join us in the growth tribe itself you'll see them there and one of the things that Haminda said is wrote we have to do podcasts and i was like really podcasts i mean there's all the other stuff i'm doing does it really work can you get the message out and then and then hominder as a millennial made it made me aware as a non-millennial you know, <laughs> so that actually this people listen in their cars now they don't they don't sit and watch tv they don't listen to the radio they listen to podcasts and, and i do it myself but i thought well okay it's just my generation no young people are learning through this vehicle so the trainings were set up in such a way that they're so affordable we can get more people into a room which means we can help more people communicate which makes them better parents better relationship better business owners it's a win-win for everybody and for me that's really important at this stage in where the society is yeah and i often wonder can we get it to a point where we manage to get the politicians at one of your trainings now that would be fascinating (laughs) that'd be awesome wouldn't it that'd be awesome just maybe tell them how to communicate slightly (laughs) better so okay so i think this nicely leads into something very tangible that we can give people. So can you talk us through a taster? Do you have tips for listeners at home on how you approach communication at your training? So I think if you just talk about maybe the components, if you just start to talk about some of the components and that'd be a good start. 
let's do it this way. Let me try and share some nuggets that people can use practically having come off today's podcast because, yeah, I mean, I can describe the training and I'm, I'm glad you've raised it, but that's not really the purpose of what we're talking about, as you know. The key is to get some of the elements across. So yeah. let me let me talk from the perspective of get your pens out and see if you can follow me through this, this journey that we're going to go on. Imagine a situation where you have to communicate in front of an audience or tomorrow you might be going into a meeting. It might be you've got to confront a situation which you feel really uncomfortable about. Maybe you've got to make an awkward conversation over a phone call. It might be that you've got to go and talk to a loved one about a subject that you feel uncomfortable about or you're confident about but you don't know how to get it across. It might be you need to pitch an idea to a customer tomorrow or a client tomorrow. It might be you're raising money. It might be you're going into a business meeting. You're going to look at a property tomorrow and you, you need to know how to discuss with the vendor. Whatever it is, what I'd like to do is cover some key elements that you could at least take forward would that be okay to do it that way Harminder rather than that, just kind that'd of that'd be brilliant yeah because then we have an, then we have a, a process and an actionable step for listeners to start mastering this skill I think it okay. always starts with the first step right. with with your permission then before we and I'm conscious of time before we finish can I take them through at least an overview of a five-step process when they're going to meet with somebody face to face I think that would be really useful for them to take away yeah let's do that okay so before we get to that then let me give everybody the the big picture of what the 38 components are but not all 38 components. So communicating with impact is actually 38 components split into three major subjects, three major components. So the first major component is you. The second major component is them, the person that you're communicating with or the other people that you're communicating with. And then the third major component Remember, the subcomponents under each of these is the environment. In other words, the environment within which you're communicating. Here we're communicating on microphones on a podcast, but equally you could be communicating in a crowded room. You could be communicating one-to-one -one across a table. So let's back up and start with you. And let me try and expand on each one of these a little bit, if that's okay with you, Harms. By all means, fire away, because I'll get so passionate, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> I will jump in and say, right, let's move on to the next one. Okay, cool. Because remember, when we do the training, for example, this is done over three days. So we break it down so that people are actually practically doing the process it's not me teaching it it's like do you remember we did like 50 odd exercise on the weekend that you came through it was everything was reinforced through practical exercise and i'll give them some tools to go and do that with when they leave today off the podcast okay, okay. so you refers to you the person that's delivering the message in this case it's me Dr. Rowe, or it could be Harminder, he's delivering as well. So it's you, the individual that's actually delivering that. Now, you are made up of all these different amazing things, such as your beliefs, your values, your past experiences, your emotional experiences in the past, uh, significant emotional events. You, you're carrying a whole load of good stuff, but unfortunately, you're carrying a whole load of shit as well. And we all do. I mean, we've got stuff that's happened to us in the past. And whenever you communicate, you have to remember that you are communicating both internally and externally. I'll say that again slowly. You're communicating internally and externally. And so what we've got to do is master ourselves. We master our beliefs. We master our values. We master what we perceive about ourselves so that when we're communicating, internal communication becomes really healthy. It becomes positive. It becomes directed. It becomes clear. It becomes engaging internally. And only then will you actually get your external communication tuned in. Because if your internal communication is shit, your external communication will be equally as shit and people pick up on it. Now I'm going to pause there for a minute. Is this making sense, Harms, just from your perspective as an observer, as a human being in your 30s? Would you say you've seen that or is that something you became more aware of when you started doing the training with me? So it was okay. When we did the training with you, once you spoke through that scenario and it was a case of looking back and saying, 
oh my God, those times where my, almost my self-talk was in a negative place, the other person just didn't want to be around me. So right. it was, it was these realizations on, yeah, yeah. When, when I've got a negative mindset, when I've got a conversation with myself, which is not necessarily where it should be, when I speak outwards, it becomes a challenge. So that internal conversation is so fundamental at the start. And this is why you introduced this component early. Yeah. And the thing is, remember, there's 38 components. So if you just branched a little bit off you staying in you and I said to you, let's drill down a little bit deeper within you. There are three other core key components and underneath them, there are four components to each of those three. So it starts to build and the, you can just dig into one. I can listen to somebody communicating and pretty much put my finger on which components they're doing well, but which ones if they, it's like you're opening a, a vault, you and I are standing in front of this incredible vault and behind the vault, there's all this knowledge and information, opportunities, money, business. And we're, we're knocking on the door of an angel. We're knocking on the door of a venture capitalist. We're, we're knocking on the door of a bank. We're, do, we're knocking on the or a potential customer, whatever it is. And we go, and you're saying that, and you go, right, bro, we've got to go 15 left. You go, 15 left. And then I say, right, we've got to go 26 to the right. And then we've got to go, and you say, I think we've got to go 33 to the left. We've got 33 to the left. And then I say, and I think the last combination here is we've got to go seven to the right. And we go, and then we go, great. And we go to open the door and it doesn't open. And what's happened is that last combination number, the seven was the wrong one. Your two were right. My first one was right, but my number seven was wrong. And it feels like I'm giving a great presentation. It feels like I'm communicating in the right way, but one of my components is just slightly off and that's enough for the vault door to not open. And I want to get into the vault. I want to buy into the vault. I want to get what the vault has for me. I want to have the opportunity to get this new customer, to have the opportunity to get a pay rise. I want to have the opportunity to meet this beautiful woman who is going to say yes to me, but something in my communication just didn't quite get across to her. I'm going to pause there because I'm getting really carried away. <laughs> I don't think you've ever heard me describe it quite like this, but can you think of a component in the past that maybe you have, you were one click off not getting? I think, and I think we're going to cover this in a moment. For okay. me, it was presence. So, you know, one of the components, I wasn't often present with myself. That was probably one that I had always had a challenge with. Okay. All right. Well, I'll come, I'll come back to that. So I think the message I want to get across to people listening is you're going to have to start to be self-reflective, which is, again, is one of the skills I, th I think I, said, I mentioned earlier on. Yeah. So if you said to me, well, okay, underneath you, what is there? Well, well, underneath you, another major component is communication in itself. Another major component alongside communication is the preparation necessary to go and sit with a parent and have a an honest conversation with your parent or with a loved one or to walk into a boardroom and present in front of five other directors and pitch your idea. So Preparation is absolutely essential along with communication. And communication has its own components within it as well. So we've got you encompassing communication, encompassing preparation, and then encompassing something called state management. Now, state management is basically how you manage your own emotional state under any situation when the shit's hitting the fan, when you've just had a massive stressful morning and you've come into work. Maybe one of your kids was really sick and you had to find somebody to look after them. You and your partner had a massive argument. On the way in, you had a, an accident in the car. You walk in, you're slightly sore because you had whiplash, but you've got to get to this meeting because you're about to pitch a whole new idea to a new client that's going to secure a million pounds worth of business to your company. And you've walked in there and you are feeling fucking shit. Mm. If you don't manage your state, before you walk in that room, it will be 
over everything you do. It will be in your breathing patterns. It will be in your language patterns. It will be in your physiology. It will be in your energetic state. It will be in the way you communicate with your eyes. And of course, it will be in the way you communicate with your words. So if we don't manage that and the preparation and the core communication elements under you, it ain't going to work. You might be three or four clicks away from opening that vault and you don't know what it is, but I thought I did a good, you, you might've got the words right. You might've got the technical elements right, but there's four or five other things that you got wrong. So, so as an example, bro, so, so I love that because, so one of the things I used to do in my past career is hold interviews. Okay. You know, so, so we'd have vacancies and we'd oh, interview people. And when interviewees turned up and had not managed their state and what they didn't realize, and it's a bit strange one, but we've got a big window that overlooks this long it used to be against the railway fence and it was quite a difficult, tricky office to find. So we would know immediately the interviewee who couldn't find the office was really flustered, panicking they're going to be late, managed to find the office and they did not manage their state before the interview. So they took that feeling Great example. Frustration of panic. And you could see they're physically sweating, you know, there's, and then they enter the interview and they, it's always a tough one for somebody interviewing because we know that for sure they might be better than this. But if you put somebody into a low pressure situation, like trying to find a location, how are they going to handle a high pressure situation? How are they going to handle their state in a high pressure situation? They're not going to be able to, but if somebody turned up and they were cool, calm, collected, even though they may have found it tricky to find the office, well, okay, now this person can handle pressure internally, as in you, as in them, their person, they've handled their state, they managed it. So that is a phenomenal component. And, what, and, 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 and actually adding, adding to that, had they come prepared and come earlier? So there's the preparation now. Their state of preparation would have meant they got there earlier. If they got there early and found it was tricky to find, they'd have still arrived on time. So the preparation then leads to a good emotional state because they're prepared. And then of course they communicate that, you know, that might be that they get asked the question in the interview, were you okay finding the place? And the person says, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, so it's funny you should mention that. I got lost at so-and-so and I've just, uh, I just managed to get here on time. But yeah, it's quite tricky to find, isn't it, this place? And somebody else says, that's no, fine. I looked it up online. I actually called the receptionist yesterday just to double check. And uh, I made a point of just coming here early. I just wanted to be settled, but yeah, it's a bit tricky, but it's relatively easy once I'd found my way here. So the difference is massive, isn't it? And that one example you've given there has all three elements and remember each one of those has another four elements beneath it and we so, can't go that deep so we cannot no, go no, that no, deep no, in this no. podcast so, <laughs> otherwise so, i'm going to take them right down the rabbit hole right down the rabbit hole but what what i hope you're doing at home when you're listening is you're understanding that communication has yes. depth yes there are components to it and when layered the more you can layer the more you can master you come across to the other person as a high impact person, somebody with great influence, somebody who's reliable, responsible. And that's the position that you want. That's what this skill gives you as a skill to master. As you're listening, be self-reflective. So it might be that you can't do it now because you're listening to us and it's very difficult to do the two things at the same time, although unconsciously you can do. But as we wrap up and you go away from this, I'll give you a few actions. One of the things could be, okay, let me just spend the next couple of days just observing, self-observing and just picking up on what Harms and Rose said. Ah, Actually, this is an area that I'm weak in at the moment. So uh, actually, in a minute, I want to come to you and ask you some questions about millennials. So I'm not letting you off the hook because you've got me under the, <laughs> the spotlight at the moment. That's the first one, Harm. So that's the first major component, you, which of course then has subcomponents underneath it. The next component, we now take the focus and we put it on the other person, which is them. Now, for most people going into an interview, they're just only focused on themselves, as you mm. know, or if they're going into a presentation or if they're going to talk to somebody, it's a meeting, whatever it is. And they're so focused on themselves, that they forget to think about and consider the interaction, the engagement, the rapport with the other person. So the, the second major component is them. And them could be one person. It could be a board of 
eight people at a meeting. It could be 25 people at a gathering. It could be 50 people at a seminar. It could be a thousand people at a seminar. So when we talk about them, we're talking about the other person that you're communicating with. Now we're talking today and you're listening to this, but it might be that another, I know, thousand, two thousand people have also listened to this podcast. So although we're communicating to you, we're also communicating openly to everybody. The collective is a group. Okay, so under them, the key point here is you have to start to now observe the other person or the other people. So whilst you're communicating and you're considering and reflecting on your own communication, your preparation, your emotional state, the other skill you've got to start to do at the same time is reflect on the other person. And this is where I was giving you the funny example about my friend who was learning to speak, you know, he came off stage after the first break and I, I gave him the feedback and he goes, right, I just can't process all that. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking about what you said about this and that and that. I said, OK, I get that. And most of his focus was on himself, how he can manage his own personal emotional state while he's communicating. I said, but did you notice you got so in detail that your audience pretty much switched off for about 20 minutes? And that's because he had forgotten to check in with them, the other person. Does that make sense, Harms? I mean, I know you get this, but am I communicating it well enough for somebody listening to get Yeah, so, so that, that makes sense. And, and if I was to give you a another example, imagine a situation where, and I'll just draw to the same situation. If you are the interviewee and you're talking to three interviewers, for example, if some of them, you know, start looking around, they start, you know, just playing with their pen, they look like they have a glazed look over their eyes. They <laughs> just are hoping the other person asks all the questions. You're saying stuff and they're not taking down notes. You've lost them. And it's the same situation. There's lots of components to re-engage them as yes. a tool and as a tactic. Yeah. So this, this is an example. And if you're listening to this and you're switching off twiddling your thumb, looking at your phone and not engaged, please press pause or keep engaged and put your phone down. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the ways you can get engagement with a bit of humor, by the way. So underneath them, there are three sub components and underneath those sub components, there's another four under each of those three. So this is where, and I'm not going to go all the way there because we haven't got the time, but to simplify it, think of it this way. Whenever you're dealing with another person or a group of people, there are three, you're taking them on a journey. The first part of the journey is you have to create connection with them because you can't in any way impact them if you haven't connected with them. So if you want to write that down, when it comes to dealing with somebody else, yes, you're managing your state. Yes, you're looking at your preparation and yes, you're looking at your own internal and external communication and there's elements there. Now I'm engaging with the other person. So what do I need to do? I need to get a connection first. And that's done through lots of different things. You could have different styles of communication. There's listening skills. There's learning to be authentic. There's a whole different depth to this we could go to, but we won't go to today. So that's the first one. Second one, now you've got a connection. Now you've got to get their attention. You've got to create impact. You've got to do something in that interview we just talked about, which creates impact with the other person listening. So I'm listening to Harminder. He's just introduced himself. I've asked him, how did you find the interview? Getting here, was it easy? And he says to me, well, actually, funnily enough, what I did was I have a friend of mine that came for an interview here about two weeks ago. So I thought, you know, what? I'm just going to cheekily give him a call. I won't ask him how the interview went, but I do want to make sure that I know how to get there. Now, that's got my attention now because I'm thinking, actually, that's pretty creative. This guy didn't phone up our secretary and speak to her or him, didn't phone, didn't go online or anything like that, but actually use somebody they know that's been to an interview. Now, you've got my attention now. You've got a bit of impact there. Now, the third component is you can influence the person now. Because um, now, now before, you, before you go on, Ro, sorry, go on. <laughs> I think as you was talking about, and this is quite cool, getting impact and grabbing our listeners' attention, yeah. this next component is probably the one that grabs everybody's attention. So when we talk about influence, we talk about, you're going to talk about a few components just, just as a title at the moment. Influence, yeah, that's right. But within influence, we have things like 
mind reading. Now, yes. when we say mind I reading, love that one. that's something that catches audiences' attentions. Nobody believes it until they come to the training, until they come and read somebody's mind for themselves. And it's then very true. And then either respond in tears, surprise, just utter shock. shock. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and that shock is one of the big ones. I mean, I've seen some pretty switched on people just say how the, cause it's not a word is said, is it harms? Not a yeah. single word is said in the interaction. And then through a specific process, I say, okay, now I want you to share with the other person what you just think you saw there, what you experienced, what you, you know, what was the mind read of this situation? Bearing in mind they're static and they're not saying a word and you've just read their mind. That is an amazing skill to have. Phenomenal. So, 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 we've, so we've got our listeners' attention again. I think we should move <laughs> on to another component. Well, yeah. So, so what I'm saying here is that having, having got the connection with them and having got impact through several different mechanisms of do it, there's so many different components to get impact. And, and you'll have to read the situation before you use the appropriate component. Now, I can influence the person. Why? Well, because they related to me, because I've made an impression on them. And now they're open to me influencing them because I like this person. And now I make a suggestion. And because they like me, they're going to be more open to the influence of what I want to say next. So in any sort of communication, if you're going to guide someone, you just can't go in and say, I think we should do this. They're going to go, who the fuck, who the fuck are you? you know? I don't know you from Adam. You just walked in the door 10 minutes ago and you're suggesting I need to do this. Whereas if you connected with them, created that rapport and then create an impact and they go, wow, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you knew that. Wow, that's amazing. And yeah, I've helped in the last 25 years. I've helped this many people, whatever it is. Okay. So well, how about you come and spend t 20 minutes with me next week at a meeting and I can introduce you to somebody that's, and then off you go. So now they're much more open to it. So for them, process has to involve constantly observing and understanding where they are in that process because if you've gone too far you've got to back up until you get to a point where you've taken them through the steps everything in the 38 components is actually in a logical sequence it's the combination again it's the recipe i mean if we went into the kitchen with your lovely wife and she was cooking a curry she could have all the ingredients in front of you and i there might be like seven ingredients and gina's there and she says right guys there you go there's the ingredients i want you to go and make a vegetable curry and we go right okay and i start off with one set of ingredients and it tastes all right, but you've watched her for the last however many years you've been together and you mm. just simply duplicate what she does and you put the ingredients in a specific order. So maybe you put the onions in with some garlic and then you put a specific spice in. Whereas I chuck the spice in, chuck some oil in, cook the spice, then I chuck the onions in, then I chuck some in. My sequence is wrong. The taste is totally different. So get the sequence right with the right components. You become a master of communication. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, get, you are getting carried away. And that sequence, well, if you show us a five-step process, which short, sort of almost is a mini package of that sequence for them, because the sequence can be yeah, used before we finish. Good point. Before yeah, we finish that. many different ways. So that, that leads us well onto the final element, which yep. is environment. I can give you a, a bit of where I think millennials are either winning with communication or struggling with communication. But I think cool. before we do that, let's close it off with the environment. Yeah. Okay. So the environment is a component that people overlook so that so they either focus on themselves or they focus on the other person and they come away and they go you know what i don't understand it i thought i did a brilliant presentation i, I, I thought the meeting went really well I, I presented all the facts correctly i didn't miss a trick I, I i don't get it they didn't seem to be present they didn't seem to be with me I, they seemed a bit distracted and by the time we left i didn't i didn't get a sense that they really got what i was talking about well guess what you, you didn't notice certain things in the environment around you. And I know this from my own experience of learning over the years to put myself in exactly the right environment to get the right message across. So with an environment, there are two primary components. One is technical and the other one is awareness. So I can give so, you an example, Ro, okay, if, cool. if, if you want, of an environment where this is before I did this and I got it so wrong. Okay. 
So for property investors listening at home, one of the things that we do as part of the business is we raise money so we can offer a fantastic return that is higher than the bank as part of the kind of property investments we do. So when I was out raising money, money hunting or educating investors who want to invest into business, here is how not to do it. You don't go to their house for a dinner party. And just to give you some context, where this person had about 100 to 180,000 pounds to invest, it, it was gonna be dependent on where they allocated their funds. Now, you don't go to their family dinner party, they invite you over for dinner. And the first thing that happens is you'll start to drink wine. So now we're four bottles of wine in, I'm thinking, when am I going to have the opportunity to tell you about my business? That's when you um, used to drink wine, by the way. That's when I used to drink wine. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all changed now. So now kids are getting tired. You know, it's now probably about 9.30. I still haven't. What, what okay, so are to. you in, the, in your mind, are you like, oh, I've got to get this pitch across? Is that what you're thinking? That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> From the moment. <laughs> so you're in the you mode, right? Yeah, yeah. How yes. Do how do I get this across? Brilliant. And I was, you know, all the way there, I'm thinking, right, well, how am I going to get this across? Now dinner started. It's not a convenient time because the kids are there, the husband's there, and he's not really interested. He, he's not a, a part to play. He's Okay, so, he, so hold on. So you're thinking, how do I get it across? So you're still self-reflecting. Are you observing them or are you just thinking, how can I, how can I switch to, to the pitch? I'm thinking, how can this dinner end? How can I just speak to the woman? Did you who enjoy has... the dinner? Can you even remember what you ate? Entire thing was a blur. And I, I get, that's another component. Not good enough. And once we had dinner, it's now about 10 o'clock. Everybody's had about four glasses of wine. We're sitting on the sofa. The dad in this scenario, he's he's fast asleep on the sofa here. The kids are frustrated because they're tired. And now I'm, I'm sitting next to this lady and her daughter to try explain what we do within the business. And it was a disaster. To give you some context, we didn't raise money from them. It was a complete disaster. So that's how not to handle the environment. So, so inside that, so one of the components inside the environment component comes under something called awareness. And under awareness, a key component there is distractions. And you basically had the kids in the room, which were a major distraction. Lovely to have them there, but just not ideal. Uh, for kids, alcohol, um, <laughs> probably the wrong setting. Yeah, it, correct. The whole thing, the whole environment. I mean, when I self-reflected during the training, the, the right thing to do was like, oh my God, I should have just said, let's talk about business another time. Let's, let's yeah. book in a coffee. I'll come see you guys tomorrow. I'll see you next week. Uh, this is not the right setting. It's been amazing to get to know you. That would have been the right approach. Yeah. And, and actually, if you said to me, walking away from that, your insight is the focus should have been leaving that meeting with focusing on them. So in that communication, building the rapport, focusing on them, getting the connection, creating an impact, influencing them enough to go, let's get together. And they like you that you walk away. Oh, that was a great evening. Harm's mentioned something about a business. Maybe we should get together with them. But you've left them liking you more as a result of not pushing the opportunity on them at that moment. Correct. Ab absolutely. So I thought that might be a useful example for That's environment. Brilliant. Yeah, because that, that's a, such a common one. And that's yes. not the only one I've been in, <laughs> just to let you know. So, so I think if you're listening to this, that last element really is just the component is basically environment, which is split into the technical side of the environment and then having an awareness of the environment that you're in. And I'll leave it there because we could dig quite deep into that as well. So those three things work in harmony. They're not independent of each other, as you've just discussed there. Yeah. They have to work in harmony together you, you, at any one time whether I'm listening to you now, talking to you, or if I'm in front of 10,000 people, I'm aware of all the components within me, them, and the environment in which we are actually in at that moment in time. And I will sometimes pull back from a communication. I'll put more pressure on it. I'll shift the direction purely based on those three components operating in harmony with the remaining components, the other 35 components. Absolutely. And what I'd say is Growth Tribes members, as an example, what I love about it is they're constantly practicing. Yes. So 
this is going to be mastered over a period of time. And I think that's the important thing. And sometimes if Growth Tribe members, if you're listening to this, it's often one of the biggest things we get in the community is I'm struggling with this component. I'm struggling with this component. But what's phenomenal is that they have an awareness of the components to start with, because that awareness of the components allows them to improve, allows them to tweak the communication and go in even better next time. So it's a fantastic place to practice as well. Yeah, actually, for those of you that are listening that aren't in the Grow Tribes, if you go in and look through, you may have looked at it before, you may not have had a chance to look, but we have the vault where there's some amazing tools. And on the main interactive page where we're all communicating with each other, the 38 components come up sort of on a weekly basis and they're rolled through and the subjects are talked about some people practice it and it's a chance to get feedback from a a nice environment of people that are being honest with you so people do videos they do audios could you give me some feedback on this and then we just come back with honest objective feedback to help them improve and to become masters of communication Absolutely, Ro. So where would you like to take this next? You've given us an insight on what are the core components within mastering communication. And number one is you. Number two is them. And then thirdly, it's the environment, which all work in harmony together. Once we start to unlock these components and master them in certain situations and deploy the right components in certain situations, that's where you have the most impact. That's when you start to get the result you want from a communication. So where yeah. would you like to take this next? Well, now I mean, we give them a summary. I'm, I'm conscious of time, but at the same time, I also want to do the five-step process. But before I get to that, I think it's quite good because remember, for the listener here listening, remember that the whole philosophy behind Grow Tribes, it's a it's an exchange between di- two different age groups, two different eras. You've got millennials, you've got, we've got Generation X, we've got general. I mean, you can go, all, there's there's either side of that, there's the Z, so we don't know who's listening to this. And then you've got the, two, the older and the younger voice listening to us today. So I'm going to kind of swing it around a little bit to you before I go on and give my process that I think is useful for everybody. I'm going to ask you as a millennial... think Harminder honestly observe being observant and maybe self-reflective on yourself is what would you say the weaknesses are for the younger generation today when it comes to a communication perspective what would you say just name me one or two areas that you believe they're weak in at the moment right fantastic question without being without being critical or anything like that just an observational perspective absolutely right and this is probably a self-reflection this is this is a chance for me to say before I you know, worked in the world of business, understand how powerful communication is. One of the things that I was very weak at, and I still observe it, and I think it's it's more of an observation. So if you are listening to this at home, again, it's not a criticism, but once we're aware of a situation, we can say, actually, yeah, that's that's me. What can I do to tweak that? So what I say, Rose, the first thing I often see is where my generation is almost grown up with our phones, social media, the screens. My gut feeling is the weakness that they have is they have a lesser ability to be present with other people. Mm, And I mm. think this really plays out in job situations, career situations. You know, for example, if you're in a job interview, I know we use that as example, or you're in a meeting and you're at a critical point or a senior manager or a partner is saying something to you. And at that moment, you look down to see a WhatsApp message pop up on your phone or an Instagram message or Facebook message pops up on your phone. You say, oh, what's that about? You pretty much lost that present moment. You've yeah. lost the impact from that situation. And I think well, it's something... also, by the way, I mean, speaking as an older person, that pisses me off. Mm. Uh, if I was in a senior role in a company and I've got somebody who's 30 years younger than me and I've called the meeting and I know how valuable the time is for both of us, but also I've got two other meetings and whatever to go to. And that person's looking at their phone or just not with me. I- I'm pissed off at that point. And that does not work in that person's favor because they're not present at all yeah and, and i see it play out in friends groups so you know if, if you've not yeah. seen your friends for a while and then you're meeting up and 
and you're all sitting around the yeah. dinner table or, or at the bar and you're all on your phones what does that say to the other people around you that says you'd rather be somewhere else yeah and true. i think I think that's a big weakness. So if I was to say not being present, that's number one. So just to try and put this in for the listener, where does this fit into the, the bigger picture of the, of the 38 component system? Communicating with impact system, that isn't in the them, it's not in the environment, it's actually in the you. So it's one of the components actually that sits within you, which is learning to master presence. And actually it falls under the heading category of state management. So if I was with that person and they were saying to me, Dr. Roy, you know, help me in this specific area, what do you think I need to do better? I'd say, okay, presence is one of the components. They were standing at the vault, you said you wanted to get a pay rise, you're so close, you're doing a great job, you know, you're very very diligent. You're an excellent worker. However, there's one element that you're not great at when you're working with your peers. And the reason you haven't got pay rise and haven't moved you up to another level is because the next level that you're in involves engaging with people, doing small business presentations, going out to meet clients. And what it appears to me that you're not present with people when you're fully face to face with them. And then I'd have to dig deeper and look at their beliefs. And maybe they've got some self-confidence issues, but that's probably why your boss isn't giving you the pay rise or giving you that new role opportunity. Because when you sit with them, you don't look them in the eye from what I've seen. And they go, oh my God, I didn't think about it that way. It's just one click and now the vault door opens. So that falls under category of you. For the or, or if within that coaching session, after you said that to them, their phone rings and they say, okay, one second, well, I'll get back yeah. to you. Like, Let me go on to my phone. <laughs> I'd be like, that is not good enough. <laughs> Lock the door and that's it. Thank you. Next, please. You're not just in the job. You're out the job now. You're out the job. That's an extreme example of it. Okay, well, so number two, what I'd say, another, I would say weakness as an, uh, just as a descriptive word, but another element I see is because we as a generation are so engaged, I wouldn't say stuck in the social world, but we're so engaged with communicating online. It could be social media, it could be forums, it could be whatever, you know, through gaming chat apps, through your mobile phone apps. It could be even in the, something I do within business is we spend a lot of time in Slack. So the way I communicate is in an online way. Most of our business communication happens on Slack. So one of the weaknesses is when we then are put in a position of a physical interaction, I don't know what it is, but we really struggle to connect very quickly with real people. And what I would say is we really struggle to connect with people of your generation, Ro. I think there's there's a bit of a, almost a, you know, you're at battlehead with that connection. It's just like it's unable to create a connection. Yeah. And it's often why you see, you know, the old generation is almost separate to the younger generation because we all can connect with each other because we've just spoke to each other on WhatsApp. And I know if we used to dive deeper, maybe this is something... I know we spoke about it in the parenting, am I ready to be a parent? And where some generations are becoming parents later and later, possibly it's an, a gut feeling once again, is once you leave that online world and the engagement online and you physically meet someone, we, we just struggle to connect with people. You know, even yeah. if it's a date, a partner and your generation, I think that's a big weakness. So this, really, this is really interesting because within... Oh. The 38 components, one of the components is language. And sometimes the language of a 30-year-old is different to the language of somebody who's 50, 55, 60s. And I'm not talking about adult language. I'm talking about the the way we communicate about the world because your perception of the world is different to my perception of the world. And we haven't found a way to find harmony in how to communicate that. So interestingly enough, this really falls into the, the category of them because what we're talking about here is a breakdown in connection. That's what you're really talking about, isn't it? It's, it's the yeah. inability to create a connection with somebody who's older. Now that is different to the first one. You talk about present, that's kind of the you, that's, that's the you part of the component system. But now we're into the them because now it's just tweaking the ability to find a way to connect with that older person. And it, and it comes through several different things. It comes through understanding how that person listens. Could be that you need to work with different artists 
archetypes, there's different communication styles, for example. These are all the different components we talk about. So sometimes it, it might be that the other thing, of course, Harmon, is it just that they don't have enough tools in their toolkit. They're like, yeah, but how do I, how do I build the bridge? How do I bridge the gap? Okay, well, here's a tool. Here's a hammer. Here's a screwdriver. Here's a spanner. And they're just different components. And they go, okay, great. I didn't know I could use that. Yeah, you could use that. That will immediately find you instant rapport with the other person. So, and of course, mind reading comes into that. Because if you can learn to mind read, doesn't matter if the person's 10 years younger than you or 10 years older, if you can mind read that person, now you've got a way to anticipate where they're at. You can start to talk into that space of where you think they're at and they go, wow, this person really understands me. Yeah, that's because you just read their mind. <laughs> so uh, it works. It's amazing. It is amazing. And what I want to say, Ro, is I've, I've just given two weaknesses for my generation and I've got my generation's back. So I also want to give a strength that we have. <laughs> we, we are not, Go for I mean, it, man. Go for it. Yeah. You know, the, the strength that we bring, bring to communication is we are technically very strong at communicating. I know I spoke about a few online methods. Yeah, yeah. Very but when point. it comes to email, you know, uh, online yeah, messaging applications, the speed and the comprehension we have with these new age tools, which are really only, you know, a couple of decades old now, they're still quite new. We are completely plugged into that. And I think that gives us a big advantage and a great strength. Whereas people of your generation, I used to see it in the workplace, struggle to open up an email, struggle to CC somebody into an email or even use WhatsApp properly. Yeah. And, and I think that is, if you said to me, what's a weakness of my generation, that I think you're spot on. Oddly enough, we are weak in that area. So that's certainly one of the areas that we can, you have a strength. Now that, interestingly enough, isn't you and it isn't them. Now you're talking about something which falls into the category of the environment because with an environment, technology fits in there. So what you're saying to me is that people of my generation actually, to some extent, can control their environment through the technology that's in their hand. Now we've got to try and help discover a way to communicate with more impact through that technology, but also face to face as well. So people of my generation struggle with that technology still. I'm sure you'd agree with that. You know, it's like you, you joke about WhatsApp, but I know people that's, you know, I know some of the parents at school that, you know, we don't really use WhatsApp, don't know how to work it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, <laughs> and I have to be careful because we use it as such a powerful tool. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost like my generation, amazing online, still needs to work on some comp components offline. Your yeah, generation, which is, which is amazing offline. You're right, Harm. I mean, it's a skill that needs to be learned at all levels, all age groups, whether you're a teenager or you listen to your 60 years of age, doesn't matter. There's exactly. so many things that can be learned. Okay, to make it fair, what other weakness do you have? So yes, technology is one of them, but uh, what other weakness uh, would your okay. generation have yeah, when it comes to communicating? It's um, <laughs> a good question. I guess I would classify it as a weakness is that we tend to get frustrated very quickly towards the younger generation. And when I say frustrated, I think there's a sense of annoyance. I hear it in people my generation. They're annoyed because they feel that younger people don't communicate effectively. They're not present. I mean, you're actually saying the same thing to me as, as I'm thinking right now is that we don't feel they're present. It's a sense of, I want this person to talk to me in a way that we have an understanding of the world and that they're listening to me and that they've got a sense of maturity. That's probably another word, actually. And again, I'm trying not to be overly critical here, but it's the maturity. So what we typically find is we get to a point where you might say to me, well, where's that coming from? And I think it's coming from number one, just age. And the other one is arrogance. And the other one is probably ego, because I just want to get on with stuff. I want you to listen to me as a young person. Why don't you get me? And I think that is actually a weakness. In, in older people. We haven't learned to communicate and we tend to speak at young people as a result of that. We get angry, we get frustrated and we speak at you. And I think that pisses you off, if I'm honest. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But we, we just say, you know, this is what you need to do. As parents, we even tell our children, you know, this is what you need to do. We get annoyed. We, we're not good at finding a way to communicate in the same language pattern that you. So actually, in a way, what we're saying is the same thing. You, you know, you said maybe we struggle to talk to older people. And I think older people struggle to talk to younger people. 
you know, the more I think about it. Agree, agree. Yeah, and 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 once we can bridge that with you know mastering and uh, a harmonious communication, then maybe and it's almost a younger younger generation. As soon as somebody's talking at us, we will put the barrier up. Totally, no no longer interested. But whereas we need the older generation to talk with us, understand what's what's happening, get on our level. Agreed. And I know that stuff you go into, but I'm conscious of time, and I think it is a good time. Now we've given them an idea. We've we've talked about strengths and weaknesses. We've we've spoken about where we think both generations can improve. I think now is a really good time to leave them with an actionable set of steps they can use to, straight off this podcast that will make massive benefit in their lives. Okay, so what I want to do is let me, if it's all right, Harm, I'm just going to give them, I'm, I'm going to follow a bit of a logical sequence here. So we're just going to go one to five and I, I don't okay. want to spend too long on it because I've elaborated on it. But at least if I give, if you listen to this and you listen to this process, apply it to any situation you've got coming up ahead of you on the basis that it's going to be some form of face-to-face or possibly it could be a Skype call or a Zoom call, or you might be making a phone call, you might be meeting with somebody or a group of people. So there's five stages. So the first stage is and write this down if you can, is called the initial contact stage. This is how you are going to make contact with that person because any type of meeting, you need to set that meeting up in their minds, in the way they express their expectations, but also so that there's no confusion. We want to remove any confusion at all. And this is another thing I think both the older generation and the younger generation are poor at today is we just assume that when we make a phone call, send a text, whatever, people are, I, I call you, but you don't pick up harm. So I leave a voice message and I automatically assume that you have definitely listened to that voice message. Yeah, It hasn't even occurred. This is, I'm saying it hasn't occurred to me, but to, to the average person who doesn't understand what happens here, they automatically by default assume, but, but I left you a message. Yeah, but just because you you left the message, does that mean I actually heard the message? Well, that's a very good point. I never thought about that. So what I ask people to do is when they're going into a meeting is think about the mode of communication that's going to happen in that initial contact. Meaning, are you texting them? Are you leaving a voice message? Are you going to call them? Which is probably the best one if you want to get an absolute clarity on what's going to happen in the meeting and what time it's on. Are you emailing them? Has the email got through? Has it bounced? Has it gone into their junk mail? Have they even opened it? Are they bombarded? Are they overwhelmed with emails? These are things you've got to consider. And, you know, is the initial contact with them? You've met them. I mean, I've, I've bumped into you, Harminda, and your wife at a social gathering, and we just get chatting. And it just so happens that you tell me that you've just sold your house, you've got a bunch of money there, and you're going to go traveling, and it's going to be in the bank account for the next couple of years. And I say, well, actually, I might have a way that that money could work a lot better than this in the bank right now. We just literally met at a party. And you go, really? And I say, look, obviously, I can't speak now, but how about you give me a number? I'll set up a meeting and I can explain what I do. I'm a property investor. I think I've got something that could help you. Bang. That's like a 30 second pitch. But in that initial contact, have I got your attention? That was a good pitch. I just wrote that down. I, I, <laughs> I've got your attention. I haven't oversold you. There's an urgency. I'm not hungry. You know, I'm, I'm not desperate. And at the same time, I'm kind of, and that's it. So I've got to make sure that that initial contact, I am clear what we have agreed on, what has been set up. We're going to meet. I'm going to call you back. If it's a text now, it's two days later. Hey, Harms, looking forward to seeing you and G again. Party was great. Just to confirm, we're meeting at 12.15 tomorrow at Starbucks. And you come back. Great. Boom. That initial contact is absolutely critical. A lot of people fuck up there. I know people that have gone to meetings and they got nobody turned up. I'm like, okay, but how was your initial contact? Well, I just, I dropped them a text. Did you get a confirmation text? Did you phone them up? Did you get them to respond back? No, I just sent them a text. Well, a text doesn't mean it could be in the ether. How did, how did it even get there? So that's the first one. Is that making sense? I'm, I'm going to just keep checking with you because I'm, I'm winging through this quite quickly. But that, that makes sense. Is absolutely. A... It's a big one and it can set you off on the wrong foot if you don't take that step seriously. 
Yeah, and I think if you were coming to me and you did it the right way, I'd treat you a lot more seriously than than if you just didn't. You know, if you came to me in a sort of a very ad hoc way of doing it. So that's that's number one. The second step is called pre-framing. So if you want to write this down, this is a process that we use within NLP. Now, this step falls more into the them part of the 38 component system. Actually, this is one of the components, by the way. So neuro-linguistic programming is one of the 38 components that we talk about in the communication system. And this is part of influencing them now. So if you said to me, well, where does this fit in the whole picture row? This is under them influencing them. So I'm now going to pre-frame them. And a pre-frame is like painting a picture for Harminder and his lovely wife, Gina, to say, look, just to let you know, we're going to meet meeting for around about 30 minutes because I know how busy you are and you mentioned you've got to get off to back to work at one o'clock and I've, I've got to shoot cross back across back town so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring with me a, a mini slide presentation and just some paperwork to share with you on some examples of stuff I've done in the past what would be really helpful Harms is prior to the meeting if the two of you can discuss about the amount of money that you've got that you're looking to park in the bank maybe give me an idea of what the bank are offering you at the moment and how much and how long you'd be interested in leaving that money with me now in doing that are you fairly clear from that what is needed from you harms yes absolutely and if i'm thinking okay this person's prepared or oh, i need to come prepared as well yes um, and if you're my personality for example i'm thinking okay this is great because this person means business we're going to save a lot of time here there's not going to be faffing about let's get something done so i, I like that kind of organized feeling Brilliant. So the pre-framing, if you miss it out, I guarantee you when you get to step three, which is communicating with impact, you're in trouble. Because now when you sit down with communicating with impact and you're actually face to face, I'm with you and Gina. If I haven't prepared you and I'm not prepared and I say, right, I was going to talk to you about the, the funds you've got available. And then you go, oh, honey, how much have we got now? And then I say, OK, well, OK, roughly how much have you got? And then it becomes a broad conversation. Then I say, what sort of return of the bank's given? You go, oh, I don't know. I should check that. So now I've got nothing to position my offering against because I don't know what your situation is. So the communicating with impact has four primary components. Uh, this is under one element of everything we're talking about. So you've got to engage them. You've got to be clear on your outcome. And as you engage that person in that moment, now we're in the actual meeting now. We're communicating with impact. We've engaged them. We have made it very clear what our outcome is in our minds, what we want to achieve. But I also want to make sure that I want them to know what my outcome for the meeting is as well. I've got to have very clear messages. And, and again, that's a whole conversation we could spend a couple of hours talking about, but specifically what messages. And then I've got to get my timing right. So in order to communicate with impact, I could have all the engagement, all the outcome, all the great messages. And then I only get through a quarter of those. And then and you look at your watch and you say, sorry, bro, I've got to go. My timing was wrong. I've lost the impact because I've left the meeting and you and you and G have had to go home. And she says, you seem quite interesting, but he didn't really get through everything. Did, did you get what he was talking about there? Um, <laughs> and of course, exactly. Yeah. I've lost you. So that's the third component. Then we go to the next component, which is number four. Now, before I leave the meeting with you, Harms and Gina, Let's say you've agreed to give me the money and I say, right, let me just clarify. So what we're agreeing here is this. You're going to give me £120,000. You're away traveling for two years. You might not need it for three years. So initially you're going to lend it to me for two years. We're going to agree on this particular interest rate. And what we've agreed is that I will go away. I'll get the lawyers to talk to your lawyer and I'll put a loan agreement to you. How does that sound to you, Harminder? And in that sense, it sounds great because we are, I'm prepared and my preparedness has matched what your preparedness was and now we're at a stage where we can move forward quite swiftly actually 
yeah. you are clear on what now it might be that they need to go away and think about it so I then say well you've, you've indicated that you are very interested and what you need from me is some paperwork how the legals work but what you're going to go away and do is come back to me with the specific amount you prepared to lend so why don't we agree and then that's the next step so step four is clarification and then the next step so the next step is you're going to send me an email by uh, Thursday evening correct and you say yes and then I say and I'm going to come back to you with my paperwork by the end of tomorrow so you've got time to review it before we have our next meeting which is on Friday and we go great so that leads to step five. Now, I'm interested to see what your your experience with this is before we wrap this up. Step five is you've got to keep the promise. So as you're listening to me right now and you're making a note of this, imagine a situation where you've gone away from Harminder and he's come back with his paperwork, but you haven't come back with those legals that he was after. Just an example of a loan document. And then you contact him on Friday morning to say, hey, are we still on for the meeting? And he says, yeah, but you're going to send me the loan document. And uh, I go, oh, shit, I forgot to send it to him. Now, Harms, from your perspective, if I call you on Friday and you've done all your side, but I haven't. What's the first thing that gets broken for you? Well, it, I think the first thing that gets broken is the trust. Right, right. Uh, and and it, it, in the context of this, it's Bingo. the trust. Okay, if he can't get the loan document in time, then I'm, I'm, I trust this person to pay me back, but I'm not going to get paid back on time. I exactly. think that's that's the challenge. And that, that context can be, you plug that into any context any scenario. Relationships, exactly. dates, you know, a, a promise for somebody at work. Remember, all I'm doing is I'm plucking apart just a few parts of the whole system in one scenario, which, by the way, even we could take two or three hours and actually create this five-step process into a complete process where we take somebody through right you're about to go and pitch for a hundred thousand whatever let's go through it let's prepare every single element of this so i'm just compressing it down so there's your five steps initial contact pre-frame before the meeting communicate with impact clarify the outcome clarify the next steps and then keep your promise and follow up to the next part and that at this stage is all i'm going to say because there's enough there to be getting on with through that but is that useful harminder just that's very useful and for listeners at home if if you're listening to this and you're running or you're jogging or you're in the kitchen cooking doing the dishes these are on the show notes okay so just head to growthtribes.com forward slash podcast and all the show notes are there and if you visit the website regularly there's a summary show notes so i'll put these in the summary show notes and the team will do that for you guys yeah and after that is a full transcription so if you like to read through it then you can read through it as well so growthtribes.com forward slash podcast phenomenal process row and you know it's it's almost an automatic process i use now but you have to revisit it. So if, so for example, we can reverse this process and say, if a scenario went poorly or if a scenario didn't go to plan, what part of this process wasn't done? Ah, okay, yeah. I, mi- I missed step yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I missed step four. I missed step five. I broke the trust because I didn't keep the promise. And we know, you know, busy entrepreneurs, if you juggle lots of things, it can happen, but there's a way to overcome that as well. So, okay, I want to pick out, Ro, one word that you said in the process that you're talking about. And it's a common kickback people have. And I, and I think, you know, maybe they're skeptical, maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they've just approaching this from the wrong way. But one of the challenges that, you know, I've had is, mm-hmm. you know, when I've improved my communication, sometimes people flag me up and say, you are a highly influential person. And sometimes a challenge that people have with the influence part of what you've said is they can confuse that for manipulation. So that's sometimes the kickback we had. And we, you, you're a master of communication. Dr. Rowe, are you not using these tools for manipulation? Yeah, so right, if, okay. if, if you're getting that question at you, and I'm sure you've had it before. Yes. How do you answer that? You know, well, interesting enough, when I first ran the first uh, CWI training, somebody came up uh, just after the first coffee break and just said, bloody hell, th- these tools are so powerful. Can they be misused? You know, do, do you find yourself in situations where you, you can use them to, to manipulate a person or a situation? How do we manage that? Is it open to criticism? And I said, well, it's a system. I mean, it Driving a car, you can kill somebody driving a car. 
That's an amazing system. You get in the car, you turn it on, put accelerator down and off. You get to 60 in whatever it is, however many seconds. It's an amazing tool, but it's also dangerous. So a gun can be used to protect you. It can be used to harm another human being, kill them. So it's just a tool. The key is how you use it as a person. It comes back to one word which years ago really struck a chord with me. Wayne Dyer really brought this particular word to the surface for me. And that's the power of intention. It's what is the intention behind everything you do? And I think if you come to the table with authenticity and a genuine desire to help people. Now, can I help somebody by influencing them? Yes. Can I help somebody by influencing them to make a decision? Yes. If they've told me I'm challenging, I'm I'm a bit struggling with making a decision on this. I'm not quite sure how to go with this. And if I can use the system to help them come to a clean and easy answer in their minds, yes, I am guiding them. I'm steering them, but I'm not manipulating. I'm going to say to them, do you, I actually say, you've heard me say this. Can I use a process with you that I think will help you come to a decision? They go, yeah, please do. Now they give me their permission. Okay. So close your eyes, do this, think about this. I might ask them certain words. I might use some mind reading techniques or whatever. And they go, how did you know that? And I said, well, I was just watching the way you're doing this. I was listening to your language. I get a feeling that this is your main problem here. It is. Okay. So how about you do this, this, and this, and to get you over your problem, we can do this. So it involves coaching. The truth is that it is a very powerful tool in the hands of somebody that is, has got the right integrity and has the right intention behind what they're doing. So it can be misused. I've hopefully believe that the people listening to this will use it in a positive way. I love that, Ro. And I think that the word that you've hit, the nail that you hit on the head is the word intention. And if you look at the, yeah. one of the, the original communication books, and it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People, it's in the title. So I do understand why people can get confused. But if you read even that foundational communications book, you can see that in all the scenarios and the pictures that the, the author paints, it's all for a positive outcome. And that's important, the positive outcome for yourself and the positive outcome for them, the other person. And just want to loop back to the word intention, wrote, you know, the coach, the mentor, the teacher who teaches and use some modern examples, teaches a coder slash developer how to code at the highest level is not teaching the student knowing that this individual is going to go hack into people's personal data. Uh, very good. That's an like example. That. Yeah, very good. The coach, the mentor, the teacher who uh, helps pass somebody in the financial services doesn't do that knowing the individual is going to go commit financial fraud. That's not why the tools are taught to people. The tools mm. are taught to people to better Great their example. lives. And, it, and I think it's ba- it purely is based on the intention that you put behind it. And I guess ensuring it leads to a win-win scenario that you, I think this is why the components are, are almost there, though, that you put them there is you and them are both factored in to this scenario that's yeah. that's critical to having that harmonious process otherwise Ro, i imagine your communicating with impact system would only have you let's yeah, make exactly. sure everything happens for you <laughs> yeah, exactly. and don't worry about them don't worry about them yeah, yeah, exactly. what, don't worry about their outcome but well, this... some people's system is that i.e they, they don't know they don't realize the extent of this so so that's why they have challenges in their relationships in their businesses that's why they have failed failed businesses because they start and then very quickly it's about them you know and, and they manipulate people people get pissed off so that's even deeper that's about working on their own personal self-development and understanding their own makeup their human core where they've got some blocks maybe there's some pain from the past and they're communicating that pain through the way they act towards other people I and mean, there's, there's a whole different level we can take it to from a coaching mentoring perspective for sure and, and imagine if you listen to this at home and you've got a passionate message and it's out there to protect the environment protect certain cultures protect certain ecosystems certain yeah. species of animals but you just don't know how to get this message across to people you don't know how to influence them to see a way to protect ecosystems the environment the species and i'm yes i'm using an example of the environment here but with these tools you know imagine you could use these tools to influence a group of people who ended up protecting a species of animal that was going extinct 
that's probably a better way to use the tools that you know you could potentially be mastering here with communicating with impact is that fair Ro? Yeah, I love it. Oh, great. That's a fantastic example. Awesome. So I hope we've answered the critics who are thinking, oh my God, these tools are powerful. What if it's used in the wrong way? Well, I think if you just use it in the right way, that's what we, that's all we can hope for at this stage. Totally. I think we are coming to a close rope. Yeah. Uh, do you have any next steps for the audience listening at home? Uh, we always try and do next steps, don't we? I think, you know, there's, as you were speaking just towards the end there, I quickly made a note of four things I think would be great just based on what you and I have talked about over this hour and a half, whatever we've been speaking. So next steps, and this is just a, a self reflective process. Go and spend the next week doing the following. Number one, everywhere you go, every person that you communicate with, start being aware of you, you, you know, your emotional state, your uh, preparation and just how you're communicating with them. Notice how they react to you. So this is the them. Be observant of you, be observant of them and notice the environment. It might be that you're in a situation where the two of you are talking, but it just doesn't feel right. The vibe's not right. You say, you know what, let's, let's move over to there. It's a bit quieter in the corner. Now, sometimes you do that instinctively, which means great, you're working on that part of it, which is the environment. So I want you to do that and notice it, whether it's one person or 20 or 50 or whatever, you're doing a group presentation and then ask yourself, what do I need to work on? Maybe come away from communication and say, right, which of those three components could I work on better next time with the next person to improve just start on that process and the last thing is just be present so when you're with them don't be looking at your phone don't be looking at anything else just be present watch them watch their body language because the more you do that you'll start to get into the mind reading mode so four things self-observe focus on you me and the environment ask yourself what needs to be worked on in one of those areas and then be present when you're with people so that you can improve that process and and just iteratively start to work on that that's what i would do at this stage Fantastic. And I'll put those next steps in the show notes just as a summary and a quick reference guide. Brilliant. And what I would leave the listeners with, what I like to leave the listeners with is, I know Rowan, you haven't said it, but I would say look out for the book Ro is going to be launching on this uh-huh. topic. I haven't talked about that. Very good point. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's still early days, but let's look out for this book. The best way to do that is just get yourself subscribed. Head to growthtribes.com, you know, become a free user. Get yourself subscribed and that way you'll be first to know as part of the newsletter that comes out monthly. So that's important. It's so a great that, newsletter that, that to receive anyway. purely focused on the subject we talked about today. Yeah, it's, it's, the, gonna, it's the whole communicate with impact principle compressed into a book. Super, super, super excited about that coming out. Absolutely. And if you're excited and you know communicating with impact and gaining this skill will accelerate whatever your targets are, your goals are for 2020, I would say a good starting place to actually get some theory behind what Rose talking about is head over to growthtribes.com, head to the vault section and just check out the communicating with impact video series. It's yes. a fantastic starting point. That's is extremely low cost. You know, it's, it's 20 pound or less. Have a look at that course on the growthtribes.com. And that's a great starting point. And start mastering that skill today. We we truly believe it's it's a foundational skill which has massive value and massive benefit to anybody's life once mastered. On that note, actually, so so within there you'll see me doing you'll see me videoed in different environments, and one of them is actually inside of a seminar room, and just the sort of things I'm looking for when I'm when I'm in front of an audience. There's another series that they might want to listen to as well inside the vault, actually, Hamida, which is on negotiation. So I believe is there. So I think that's another one to do with communication. But when you're dealing with people to maybe strike a deal, you're looking to get a, a better price, negotiating for a property or a product or something like that, and that would work hand in hand there with the communication series as well. Fantastic. So I'll leave those in the show notes. I think those are the next steps for me because what it allows the listeners to do is where you've given them some actionable steps. And what 
I want to do is make sure they stay plugged in with this this skill because if we can master the skill in 2020 we can have a great impact on the world absolutely you know if you've got an amazing message come join us on the podcast come go start your own podcast get your message out there and it all started for me as an example after attending communicating with impact and starting to master those skills myself and it's an ongoing process but it's an exciting process because of the impact it has for myself and the people around me so Ro, thanks for decoding that thanks for explaining yeah, to the, the audience and for the five-step process and this is myself and dr rose signing out we'll see you on the next episode It's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would both like to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Growth Tribes. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal level, on a professional level, to help your life, maybe even other people's lives, then we'd love it if you could take action on one of the following things. You can either simply subscribe so you don't miss out on any other great insights coming up in the future. You can share this podcast with close friends so they can also get the benefits of the tips and tools that we're sharing. Or it would be amazing if you could give us a review and let others know just how great this episode was. And finally, if you do have a question, don't forget to submit it on growthtribes.com forward slash podcast. Thank you again for listening. This is Dr. Rowan Harm signing out and we'll see you again on the next podcast.